Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. A Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. Or men or whoever is listening. (laughs) Well, yeah. Probably better for girls. Probably better for girls. We don't have much experience as guys. Nope. Guys, good luck. We (laughs) hopefully are giving you a great look into the female mind when it comes to dating. Exactly. Which... That's got to be half the battle. We're not easy things to figure no, out, I don't think. or like, like 90% of the battle, Well, honestly. that probably, <laughs> let's be real, we probably cause most of the confusion when it comes to all this. So true. <laughs> we so confuse true. ourselves sometimes. It's a great point. So guys, we feel for you. I'm very sorry, but thanks for being here anyways. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for putting up with us. Okay, Bethany. Yes. It is your turn for question of the day. Okay. Are you ready? I was born ready. That's a lie. (laughs) That is a lie. Okay. What is something that a ton of people are obsessed with, but you just don't get the point of? Okay. Disclaimer. Bethany told me not to state the obvious answer to this, which would be hiking. Yeah. You can't say that one. Um, Okay. What is something people, everybody's obsessed with, but I just don't get the hype, basically? Yeah. Um, Do you want me to say mine? Yes. Please say yours while I think. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I like this thing. But people are obsessive about tacos. <laughs> okay. And, and tacos just, are great. I love Mexican food. You're just But not. why are people so obsessed with them? Taco like, there's Tuesday. There's a whole day for them. Taco Tuesday. I know. Which I feel like that's more about alcohol than the actual tacos. But yeah. maybe that's why people are obsessed with them. Maybe. But anyway. They get margaritas. People are like, they're all about tacos. So you're just not on the taco bandwagon. I like them. Just, you I don't love, love them. them. I just not to that extent. Not to that extent. No. That's fair. So that's mine. Okay, now I've got one. Okay, what is it? Superhero movies. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh a gosh. good one. I don't the know Avengers why I didn't think and the Marvel that. and the whatever else they are. I don't even know what they're all called. I just don't which I am very picky about movies anyways, I realize that, but I know you and Lindsay and like everybody them. else always goes and it's great. They're not bad movies, obviously, or they wouldn't do so well. But I'm just well, when movies are bored. 15 bucks a pop, you kind of have to be a little more like If I am going to go see something in the theater, it better be super good. Yeah. Or like me be super interested or have a really, really attractive guy in it. Oh my word. <laughs> You're the worst. I know I am the worst. <laughs> honestly, if that's all there was to it, though, I would still probably wait to redbox it. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> let's be real. <laughs> uh, okay, great question. Yay. That was a thanks. thinker. You hadn't given me a thinker in a I know. while. I thought I'd throw you for a loop. Well, thanks. Okay, so, Bethany, today we're talking about, or we're asking the question, uh-huh. are you what he is looking for? He yes. being the person the that dream you're guy. wanting to be with, interested in XYZ. So, set the stage. What are we talking about today? Well, how are we answering that question? I kind of feel like this is a little bit of a very extended, far removed part two to our episode last season about, like, girls and their lists. I think yes. that's what it was called, girls and their lists. Yes. Um, where we just talked about the list we all have of like what we want our husbands to be. And so this is kind of like the flip side of like, okay, fair enough. We'll give you this list. Like, we'll let you have it. But are you what that type of guy that you say you want is looking for? So like, if you, you know, the main theme is like, if you want a godly, strong, kind, patient guy, are you cultivating the types of qualities in yourself that that type of man would be looking for? This is actually something my pastor talks about a lot. He wrote a book on it. He did a sermon series on it. But there's this one specific line he always says of, are you who the person you're looking for is looking for? 
And in the book, he tells this story, and it makes me cringe and my heart break every time I read it. But he tells a story of this girl who's probably around somewhere around our age. And she comes home and is talking to her mom, and she's talking about this guy. She's like, oh, mom, he's just so great. Like, you can tell he's a really strong Christian, and he's super confident, but he's humble, and um, he's really caring, and he's kind of blah, 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 lists all these things, just talking about this amazing guy. And she's like, he's everything I'm looking for. And her mom, this actually happened. This is a true story. So the girl told my pastor this story. So he got permission to use it, whatever. But her mom looks around after she said, she's like, this is everything I'm looking for. And she's like, I'm sorry, sweetie, but I don't know if you're what he's looking for. And like straight up told, and I'm like, oh my word. If my mom told me that, I'd be like, like, find the nearest hole yeah and let me crawl just crawl into in it. and go cry for days but it gave her a wake-up call of like okay well it's wow. great that i'm looking for all these things but what if i'm not obviously it's a really horrible way to come to terms with that realization but said it was the it ended up being the best thing because it was like it's not just oh let me go look for perfection or look for all my qualities to be met but also if that's the kind of guy i want to be with who do i need to be and how do i need to grow so that I'm someone he would want to be with, too. Yeah. And one little distinction there, I think that's obviously a very good mentality to have is like, am I mirroring the things that the kind of guy I'm looking for would be looking for? This is going to get like yeah. major tongue twister <laughs> really, really quick. Yes. Um, but I want to make the distinction that if you're cultivating these things with that as your motivation, total motivation mm-hmm. or your end goal, or that's the end and these are the means to get to that. Yeah, you may get what you want, but you've kind of missed the mark because pleasing a guy or getting him to want you because you're acting like all these things, I guess it kind of turns into a legalistic thing a little bit Mm -hmm. or even just like a workspace thing as opposed to true like heart reflection and change to the glory of God. Does that make sense? It makes total sense because I think if you're looking for a really godly strong christian guy the point is not to be a strong godly christian woman so that he will like you it's because you want to be a strong godly christian woman period because that's what you're because that's what you're called to be right and that's should be the fruit of having a relationship with jesus yeah so i do like that you made that distinction this is not a transactional thing of oh if i check all the boxes and i do all the things (laughs) yeah then he will want to be with me We're not even saying that this is a guaranteed, like, oh, you may check every box, but that doesn't mean you're going to end up with him. Yeah. I like the way you said transactional. It's not like you're going to walk into the boyfriend store and say, here are my qualifications. If anybody knows where that is, please tell me. (laughs) Amazon probably has one, I feel like. (laughs) Let's be real. (laughs) They probably do. Where are they, like Seattle? Yes. Let's drive. Fly. Do you know how far away Seattle is? Yeah, I do. It would take us five days. <laughs> That's if, okay. You would get lost. I've been waiting 25 years. 26. Oh my gosh, 26. Oh yes, guys, <gasps> you need to send Kristen a happy birthday. Literally, uh, yesterday. I was thinking Wednesday because that's when the episode comes uh-huh. out, but this is, <sighs> yeah. Her, her birthday is last week. <laughs> or sometime. I don't know when this episode is coming out now. <laughs> I should stop talking. I just turned 26 is what she's trying to say. At some point in this month. Yes. So. (laughs) Moving on. Moving on. Okay. So reeling it in here. If we are thinking about, okay, well, what are the qualities that I want to cultivate in myself to be what he is looking for? So to speak. Right. What are those qualities? 
Well, in thinking about it as we were prepping for this, I was like, you know, what's the basic? And that's the fruit of the spirit. And you know, it's so easy for us to just rattle off. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithful, blah, 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 blah. But do we ever stop and think about what do those things really look like in my life? So let's break down that list really quickly. And we're going to kind of, not kind of, we're going to, let scripture interpret scripture. So we've got all of the fruits of the spirit. And then a verse kind of talking about why you should have that as part of your life, why that's important, what that looks like. So you kind of get, instead of just this list of words and characteristics, it kind of becomes a fuller picture of character in your life. So kicking it off, love at the very top. And the verse that immediately jumped to mind for that one is greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. When we're talking about love and are you a loving person? It's not, oh, you're just a really nice person and you smile and in the South, you know. Yeah, and you're so you caring, bless your heart, and you're, you, know, you know, whatever. All the things. It's selfless. It's mm-hmm. sacrificial. Selfless, sacrificial, and it's both of those things to your own detriment, even. To the point of that, even. So, it doesn't mean in order to show someone you love them, you have to die. Literally. Like, that's not what it's saying. It's, but it's talking about little, tiny, dying-to-self moments as a pattern in your life. Yeah. And that looks like compromise in a relationship mm-hmm. or not always having to get your way or being willing to give and take. Yeah. And that just practically speaking, that's what that looks like. Yep. And then joy, which I love that that's the next one. So you're to be selfless and loving and be joyful while you're doing it. <laughs> you know, so which your, is did not you, always did your mom ever tell you when you were growing up? She was like, it's not enough that you do what I tell you to do. But do you do it with a smile on your face? Oh do you do gosh. it with joy in your heart? And I'm like, no, no, I don't. So I'm going to go sulk for two those hours. things still apply as grownups, apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> but no. So then for joy, I thought if we've been going through uh, James at my church so. for a couple of years at this point. But the verse right at the beginning, it says, count it all joy when you encounter various trials so that the testing of your faith produces endurance. So not just joy when things are happy, not just joy when things are going your way, but do you have that deep-seated joy that comes only from salvation and a relationship with your Savior? That's the joy that we're called to have. And that's why it's a fruit of the Spirit, because only true Christians will have that. Yeah. So you should be wanting to cultivate that steady joy despite the ups and downs of life in your own heart. Yeah, basically joy just shouldn't be circumstantial is what yes, you're saying. Exactly. Or, or based on season of life, state you're in. Yeah, I guess joy is an emotion. It is a feeling, but it should not be subject to the whims of your emotions. Mm, you know, I mean, our good. emotions are all over the place. Yeah. Some more than others. Yeah. <laughs> yes, also true. And so your joy shouldn't be subject to that. Well, and the, the difference I always heard growing up was there's a difference between joy and happiness. Exactly. Happiness it's, it's that simple. fluctuates. Joy doesn't have to. Yes, exactly. So that's good. Okay. So next, we've done love, we've done joy. Next is peace. And I just love the verse. And I'm condensing a little bit here, but it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, make your requests known to God. And the peace that passes understanding will guard your heart. And I just love that, that when we are casting our cares on the Lord, when we are anxious for nothing, 
that peace of his that passes understanding that we can't humanly comprehend when you're going through those trials. That's why you can have joy because he's the one who gives you that peace and it will guard your heart. Hmm. It's not a passive thing. It's guarding your heart when you're casting your cares on him. And so I think when we're talking about cultivating life habits and qualities that someone will be looking for, it's, are you making a habit and a routine and a pattern of casting your cares on the Lord, being anxious for nothing, and then allowing that peace to guard your heart? Well, and I think, too, this is one that is very easy to pick up on in people. Yeah. Where, I mean, I know I've experienced this personally, but then I've also seen it in my friends or family or whoever when they're going through something you can tell if they're experiencing that peace or not pretty yeah. quickly once mm-hmm. they're talking about whether it's job transition or relationship changes or fill in the blank. And so a guy is going to be able to see that in you. If you're constantly worried and you're talking about a million different uh, outcomes of whatever you're worried about. What if, what if, what if. Yes, that is going to be very obvious to yeah. him. But if you, like Bethany said, are really making a point to cast your cares on your Savior, which is what which is so comforting if you Mm -hmm. would just do it but i know that's Mm -hmm. way easier said than done that piece is going to be really evident to the people around you yeah and it's because you realize you don't not only don't you don't have to carry those things but you can't you realize that he's the only one that can do that and so you have that peace because you totally know it's not yours to bear and that's not an easy thing to do gosh no at all because we want to be able to do everything yeah exactly and carry everything exactly so yeah that's a good one okay so What's next? Patience? Yes, patience. Everyone's favorite word. I know. I, know. I, um, I saw a saying, and I think I've said this before, more or less. Basically, you know, I prayed that God would give me patience, but apparently he misunderstood and gave me opportunities to practice patience. <laughs> and that's not really what I meant. Not the same thing. <laughs> so, and I mean, we're joking, obviously. Right. Over and over you see in the Bible, just in themes, in direct verses, all these things that say, be patient. And bear with one another in love. I just love that. That if you love someone, if you truly care about them, you're going to bear with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to overlook transgressions. You're going to let go a uh, grudge. You're going to not be bitter. The patience, I think, comes in realizing that it's probably going to happen again. Nobody's perfect. And you're patient with realizing they're not perfect. Which... How invaluable is that when you're talking about a dating or marriage relationship? Because just because your husband does something you don't like or your boyfriend is impatient with you or short with you and vice versa, you will be with him too. If you don't have the patience to bear up under that and to walk through that gracefully and in love, not being vindictive and then letting bitterness set in. You're patient in love, realizing that people aren't perfect, which is huge, I think. Yeah. And then kindness is next, which I think you found the verse for this one, didn't you? Yes. This is a Proverbs 31 verse, and it says, She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue, which I love that. We need need reminders of controlling our words controlling our mouths. And I love that wisdom and kindness kind of go hand in hand here. Mm-hmm, same. So when I've, my dad used to quote his pastor from when he was younger all the time, when we were all growing up and he would say, there's never an excuse to be unkind to somebody ever. Mm-hmm. And if you think 
about all of your conversations and all of your interactions through that filter, you can still be honest and you can still say what you need to say, mm-hmm. but you can do it kindly. Speak There's the no reason in, in love. love. Yep. And I love that all of this comes back to love. Yeah, I, know that I, I didn't it mean does. to say it like that, but love really is the foundation for all of these other things. It bleeds into yeah. every other characteristic. I've, it does. It all comes back to that, which I just love. But I want I would say for this specific one, I always like when I'm reading that, I think of like a mom. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. I think of like a mom with her kids, like being wise and kind and patient. And I think that's something to point out too that guys that we're looking for have that in the back of their mind too. Would she be a good mom? Would does she exhibit characteristics that would make her a good mom in the future? And so I think this is one kindness in general is a huge thing when you're dealing with small children. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> because they just don't understand. They're not they're not little adults. You know? And so I think that one's a big one when it comes to that aspect of it too. Okay. Keep going. You're on a roll. <laughs> we're, we're at goodness. We're at goodness. We're almost done. Which, okay. Can you break down for me yeah. the difference between kindness and goodness and how you view them? These are always the two that I've had the hardest time separating ever since I was a little kid. Yes. I think goodness, and I actually looked up the Greek for this because I was like, there aren't really a ton of verses talking about goodness when it comes to us talks about the goodness of God. And we talked about that too. Like that's what you see a lot more. And so I looked up the, the definition of the word that was actually the Greek for this one. And it means uprightness of heart and life. And I've always kind of thought of the distinction between goodness and kindness is goodness is internal. Like that uprightness of heart. Kindness is the outflow of that to other people. Okay. That makes Does that sense. make sense? Yes. It's like kindness is the manifestation of what goodness of the is inside goodness of you. inside of your heart. Exactly. And so when I was thinking about that uprightness of heart, the word that came to mind was holy. And just thinking about the verse in First Peter that where God is saying, be holy for I am holy. I'm like, you know what? The end. Like, there Great. you go. What that else do you need up. for that? Like, yeah. we should be holy and set apart because God commands us to because that's his character. Mm-hmm. So that one, I think that's what that goodness is really encapsulating, I guess. We're going for holiness. I mean, that's the whole point of sanctification. Exactly. And so I think a practical kind of, I'm trying to think of like, what did, what would this look like in everyday like relationships where if you mess up, it's you asking for forgiveness. It's you making adjustments so you don't make the same mistakes again. It's growing and maturing from your life experience. Like a guy's going to be able to see... And he's going to want to see how you're reacting to things like Mm -hmm. that. And whether it's just, oh, everything happens to me or no, this was not a great circumstance or this didn't go how I thought it would. But here's how I'm going to grow from it. And here is how I'm going to develop as a person and as a follower of Christ. Yeah, because you realize that here was my contribution to this not so great situation. Exactly. I heard it. I think it was maybe at my church, but this, I mean, several churches prior growing Mm -hmm. up. And they were talking about holiness. And this has always just stuck with me that when it truly boils down to the basics, holiness means different. Hmm. So, and it's not being different for the sake of being different. Is that when you're striving for holiness, there is this unavoidable difference in the way you live your life. Different from the world, different from culture. Because God is counterculture. He's counter to all of those things. And so if you're seeking after him, you will live a different 
life. And I don't want to say it's, it may be first Peter again, if not it's second Peter, one of the Peters. <laughs> one of those. The verse that talks about always being ready to give an account for the hope that is in you. And so if you're living a first holy... First Peter 3.15. The only you. reason I know that is because I used that verse in my graduation speech in high school. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm the worst at remembering references. I am too. I can remember like, that. I can quote the verse. And I'm like, it's on the bottom right hand yeah. side of the page. I can see it. I highlighted it, it in blue. Exactly. But that if you're living that holy set apart life, people will notice the difference in you. That's so true. And so... Like in this context, we're talking about guys and what a good godly guy is looking for. He's looking for someone who is set apart, who is willing to be countercultural, who is willing to be resolute in their convictions. And that's what I think that goodness is all summed up. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Okay. So faithfulness? Yes. And this one, I <laughs> the only thing that came to mind, I was like, that describes it perfectly, is well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm. The word consistency comes to mind with faithfulness, mm -hmm. personally, especially because you can take this a lot of different directions, but I think a guy is going to be seeing, okay, are you faithful to God first and foremost mm -hmm. in your relationship with him? Is that a consistent thing yeah. that you are pursuing in your life? Are you going to be faithful to him, which is huge? Uh-huh. Um, are you faithful to your commitments? Yes. Are you faithful to your commitments? Are you to flaky? You? Like, yeah, you know, that's which... That's going to show up because that pattern we talk about patterns a lot yeah is going to show up in more than one way in your life most likely otherwise it would oh, be it a pattern totally will. so he is going to be looking for how faithfulness is manifesting itself in the different areas of your life mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. right two more home stretch <laughs> gentleness this oh, one i love how you say it gentleness. i tried to say it gen gently as gently 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 <laughs> Gentleness is one that I've always struggled with. I'm not a very gentle person. I don't know if you ever noticed that about me. <laughs> um, maybe but... once or twice. I wouldn't say you're not gentle. You're just very straightforward. I am. And I'm not a super overly emotional person. No. And so I sometimes assume everyone else is the same way. And I'm like, well, it didn't bother me that I said that. Like, if someone said that to me, it'd be fine. Like, why is it bothering you? So this is one. And I think... I think this is another one that you picked out the verse for because it's not I, <laughs> this wouldn't have been your go-to probably not but a gentle answer turns away wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger and that's just so good and i need that reminder uh, i remember one time when i was younger my mom i don't know i was being a smart aleck shocker no and my mom said to me well bethany you know, if you're thinking it, you might as well just say it because it's the same thing. Like, if you're uh, thinking whatever it is, you might as well just say it. And I was like, well, fine then. Oh, dear. So it took about 20 minutes of me saying everything that I was thinking. And she was like, okay, never mind. Never Stop. mind. Take it back. <laughs> Stop talking. But I think the principle applies here. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Both of those, the gentleness and the harshness, are... An outpouring of what's in your mind and what's in your heart. So are you cultivating, you know, a gentle and quiet spirit like we've talked mm. about before? It doesn't mean you have to sit around silently all the time. No. But are you gentle and taking into account other people's feelings and not just being harsh and bitter about yeah, things? You're being sensitive to yeah. other people, I think is a way to put it. And last, but certainly not least, self-control. Woohoo! <laughs> No one says that about self-control. No. Okay. I love this verse, too, saying a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. Which, think of in the context, 
they were. We don't have walled cities anymore, but th- we have nuclear bombs. <laughs> I'm, be- I'm being yeah, serious, okay, though. Okay, okay, yeah. That was their protection. primary defense and protection. So a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls. And what I always think of with that is someone without self-control is absolutely at every whim and fancy of the enemy. Mm. In this instance, it's someone breaking into your city. When it comes to your life, it's every temptation and everything Satan throws at you. You are at his mercy. If you don't have any self-control and taking thoughts captive and being in control of yourself, you can't defend against that. That's so true. And so that's why I think that's so important. And a guy's going to be looking for someone who has some backbone when it comes to standing up to temptation. Yeah. Because willing to say no to exactly. things. Yeah. yeah. Even if that ice cream looks really good. Oh my gosh. And you really want some. Honestly, self-control sounds great until it involves ice cream. And For like, real. Really? Is this really a thing? Do I have to do this? It is, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. No, but these are all good. And that, yeah, that takes us through all of the fruits of the spirit. I know yeah. you had a couple others to yeah. just kind of throw out there too. Yeah. A couple other words that came to mind that I think are still good things to try to grow in yourself yeah. are wisdom. Mm-hmm. That's been a very, um, something I've really been trying to seek and ask for over the past couple of years. Cause yeah. you never have enough wisdom. I no. Mean, let's be real. Discernment is a really important one. Responsibility. Yep. The guy's going to want to know if you're responsible. Yeah. You that one take... comes back to kids, too. Yeah. You can take care of yourself. Yeah. You can, like, clean up after yourself. This is why I'm kind of in trouble. Um, I have clothes all over my floor. That's basically it. And when I have to share a room with my husband one day, we'll fix it. It's fine. Um, I know. Have you ever... I've thought... I'm sure that will just magically go away as soon as I get married, right? I hope so. I'll suddenly like doing laundry and I won't have clothes everywhere, right? I don't know if I'll like it, but I just feel like I'll feel bad because I don't want my clothes... To, like, mess with his room. I know it's my room, too, but, like, that'll bother. But I won't like it. I'll just kind of have laundry. to suck up and do it. Same. If I if I could find a guy who likes doing laundry, <gasps> I would do everything else. What a dream. Just, just, and he didn't even have to wash them and dry them. No. Just fold them. Just em. fold it and put I it away. I hate folding laundry. I hate hanging up things. I can fold. I just don't. Anyways. Wow. Rabbit trail. Okay. Other things to consider. If he likes doing laundry, you should also like doing... No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) The other word I'll say is bravery. Somebody who's Mm. not a coward. Someone who's going to be able to go after the things they want. Someone who's going to be able to make tough decisions. And someone who's going to be able to... Well, yeah, be be, in his corner, I think. Be brave enough to step out in whatever... And follow him in whatever. Mm -hmm. We hear it talked about, like, guys have to be brave because they're the leaders and this, that, and the other. But I think there's some bravery on a woman's part in saying, I trust you and I will step out following you gladly and 100% be behind you, cheering you on that. I think there's a certain element of oh, for sure. bravery in that, too. Yeah. Well, and guys look for, I mean, support for a guy says so much. Yeah. I mean, if he knows you're in his corner, he thinks he can do anything. It's huge. Yeah. yeah. One other thing I will say on top of all of these wonderful qualities that we've talked about that are all character based, they're all things that we should all be striving for, regardless of whether we want to be married or trying to get married or trying to date or whatever. That's a really good point that you said. I'm glad you said that. I hadn't thought of it that way, that whether you want to get married or not, whether you're trying to attract a nice godly guy or not, if you're like, eh, I don't really want to get married, doesn't mean you can be rude and unself-controlled <laughs> and unloving and all. Yeah. These aren't, 
hey, if you want to get married, here's the fruits of the spirit you should have. This is period. Yeah. So that's a really good point. Yeah. So those are all like really good things to begin to start asking yourself the question, do I manifest these qualities? Yeah. Where do I need to grow? In regards to the preferences side of things, because y'all know we split our lists. If you haven't listened to the episode, Girls and Their List, please go listen to it. This will all make a lot more sense. Yes. But you have the non-negotiables, which are the character things. Kind of what we just what we through. just talked yeah. about. Then you have your preferences. Like, is he over six foot two? <laughs> or does he... Like hiking. <laughs> or does he hate hiking? <laughs> Whichever. <laughs> Here is oh, oh, can I tell a funny story? Yes, you can tell. A funny I, story. Saw, I was online. I don't remember which app it was, but this guy's profile said, "I'm I like being outdoors." He's like, "I really don't like actual camping though." And I debated for like half a second. I was like, "Should I just propose now, or should I wait?" I'm not really sure. I mean, we could get married in the fall. It would work. I don't oh know. My gosh. But anyway, moving on. <laughs> You're like, I'm sold. That's all I need to know. You like being outdoors, but you don't want to sleep there is basically what you're saying. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) No, but in regards to preferences with this, my one caveat, one disclaimer, whatever the word is. Encouragement. That's probably a nicer word. (laughs) Is that any standard you are setting for someone else, you should be willing to meet yourself. Amen. So, for instance, if you want a guy who is super physically fit. Like, six-pack, goes to the gym six times a week, eats super healthy, whatever. You should be trying to do those things, too. It's only fair. Yes. You probably shouldn't be a couch potato who never is active and never really cares about what they eat. But then you are expecting a guy that looks like a professional athlete to want to date you one it's just a lifestyle that doesn't match up that's but, what i was gonna say is those we know how important common interests are to mm-hmm. guys and that's not just a common interest that's a way of life yeah that's gonna be hard to reconcile so yeah so that would be my one thing is i know that preferences aren't as you know big of a deal in this sense that we're talking about yeah. but i know it will be very easy to be like oh well yeah he, i want him to have all these things but i also want him to look like this and be like this and okay fine yeah You've got to be willing to ask yourself those same questions. You've got to look at your list and kind of see like, okay, how do I measure up uh-huh. to this? Well, and I think if there are preferential things that you would expect him to overlook because, quote unquote, it's just the way you are and he should just look past that, then you should be willing to overlook thing, like things about him too. For That's example, true. Kristen. Okay. We all know you want to marry someone who's like eight feet tall. I'm I'm joking. Yes. <laughs> in seriousness, though, I like tall guys. If you want, if you or me or whoever wants a guy to overlook the fact that we're not a size zero, we're not. We, we aren't. Spoiler that's alert. not going to happen. No. Just that's my natural body makeup, people. Then you should be willing to overlook the fact that he might not be six four or six three or six two. Maybe he's five ten. Maybe. He and that's okay, ten. because if he's got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. You can overlook preferential things. So if you're expecting him to look over some, you've got to be willing to do the same thing. You yeah. can't say, well, I have this list and this is what I've always wanted and God owes me this. Yeah. That's I totally agree. a dangerous place to be. Well, my dad flat out asked me that question one day. He was like, if you met a guy who was everything you wanted, but he was 5'10", would you date him? I'm like, yes, I would. Yeah. And that's where you've got to figure out if he was everything I wanted, but he didn't love Jesus. Absolutely not. Or right. if he... Had everything I wanted, but he was super rude to people and my family and whatever. Okay, so that's how, if you can, if you want to ask it that way, go through these things and all of these character things are going to hold up. Right. 
the preferences, you can probably live without a handful of your yeah. preferences. And we should probably insert here, we joke a lot about guys being tall. We joke a lot about <laughs> hating hiking. We joke a lot about other things. But we're joking. And I oh, think you sure. guys pick up on that at the end of the day. If he was all of those fruits of the spirit, but he was 5'10", 5'9", and loved hiking... I would date him. I'd still no date problem. him. I'd and still I'd date probably, him. if I had knowing myself, it wouldn't take me too, too long. I'd be going hiking too. It'd take me a while. <laughs> It'd take you longer than me. It'd take me a while. <laughs> so anyway, just putting that out there. But we yeah. really are. We run on, but we're joking. Yes. We've just figured out what our jokes are. Yes, exactly. Really committing to them. Okay, so we've talked about all these qualities. You should have a very good picture at this point. But how do you go about cultivating these qualities? Like, what are some strategies that we can give our listeners to start to grow in these areas that they see that they need to grow in? Well, I think first, and it's a little bit of an oxymoron, is by realizing that you can't cultivate them in yourself, on your own. On your own. Uh, Without the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the accountability of Scripture, we would never choose to be those things. Apart from knowing in scripture that we're commanded to be loving and joyful and peaceful and patient and the Holy Spirit then convicting us when we're not, our natural inclination would never be to choose that because our natural inclination is I'm most important and I want what makes me happy. Forget everybody else. That's why we're called fruits of the spirit. Exactly. They are byproducts of the Holy Spirit living inside of you. Right. This is not fruits of your flesh at all. And I think it's really good, too, to just ask God to grow these qualities in you. I know that's, I mean, the Bible specifically talks about, like, if you ask for wisdom, God will give you wisdom. And it also says pray without ceasing. Yeah. So these are things that you can constantly be asking, like, God, help me to grow in this area. Or like you said, like, help me be patient. That may mean he gives you opportunities to practice patience, but he's going to give you those things (laughs) if you ask for them and you're seeking them. I know... For me personally, my word for the year, I think I've talked about this before. I think we've mentioned them. What is courage? So my prayer for this year has been, God, give me opportunities to be courageous and to develop courage. I wouldn't call myself a naturally courageous person just by default. And he has already, and it's only April. So he will be faithful to do that if you're asking him to, for sure. I would say, too, surround yourself with people. Who will help you grow in these areas? If you have people in your life that are not very loving, not very kind, not very gentle, you're probably not going to cultivate those things very well in your life either. I'm not saying cut Aunt Helen out just (laughs) because she's not very kind. That might be your opportunity to learn kindness. What I am saying, though, is bad company corrupts good character. Yeah. And if you're on shaky ground on one of these anyway, your character's not good to be corrupted to start with. Yeah. So just be cognizant of that. Right. There's a, whoever said this, I'm going to, I really need to start attributing my quotes better. But somebody said, somebody smart said, you most resemble the five people you spend the most time with. Yeah. So if you think about that, I would encourage you to take some time, write it down, make a mental list, whatever. But who are the five people in your life that you spend the most time with? Family, friends, roommates, yeah. whoever. Are those people you want to be like? If they yeah. are, great. Keep doing what you're doing. If there's one or two that you're like, I don't really want to be like this person, you may need to rethink some things. Now, don't cut them out like no, Monica not at and all. Phoebe tried to do. No. <laughs> episode of Friends. No. But you can 
discern what a good amount of time yeah. to be yeah. spending with that person is. Well, and I hadn't even thought of this till literally just now, but we were watching the the basketball game last night. Yes. And it was me and Kristen and Lindsay and Matt. And <laughs> you said something, Kristen. I don't remember what it was. Oh, no. But no, it's an, you said something. And then literally the other three of us all said, do you remember this? We all said the exact same thing at the exact same time, giving you a hard time about what it was. And then we're all like, wow, we hang out way too much. I don't even remember what it was. Now, I don't either. That now you that said or that here. we said. But it was something to where we were like, oh, man. Oh, wow. We, we hang out a lot, lot of time together. <laughs> so if you wonder if that's accurate, it is. Yeah, it is. You're going to one of those, you know, you finish each other's sentences. Sandwiches. Sandwiches. <laughs> I was going to say that. But then I was like, okay, well. We're not four. I know. It's fine. Okay. It's still so, a good movie. <laughs> question. If you were dating someone, how involved should they be in helping you cultivate these qualities? Like, what role does a boyfriend play in this? Because they're not your husband. Like, there's boundaries there. What What do you think? Since I'm on the quote cake here, I'll give you another one. <laughs> there's a quote that says, Intimacy in dating should deepen proportionate to the commitment level of the relationship. So in other words, the longer you've been dating somebody, the more committed you are to each other, and the more involved you will be in each other's growth and maturity and your faith and just life in general. If you've only been dating the guy two months, you're going to slowly start to ease into that. But right. he is not going to be the number one person cultivating all these and things. And shouldn't be. No. I think there's a protection in there for both of you because you don't want the emotional attachment to outpace the actual commitment level of the relationship. Agreed. Because you, if you jump into this and you get super emotionally attached because you have these super deep conversations all the time and they're holding you accountable and you're talking about all this stuff, but then you realize, oh, this isn't going to work out. Like there are things that, and a natural progression. It's been a couple of months, but you're so disproportionately emotionally invested that breakup is going to be much harder than it has to be or should be because you didn't pace yourself well on that. So I think you do need to be careful. Even if you're on the same page and you really want to talk about the stuff, just really pace it well. I would say, and you can tell me what you're thinking, until you're engaged at the least, and even then I think you have to be careful because once you're engaged and you're getting married, there's a whole other set of like temptations that are going you're going to be dealing with. And if you, like, you still have to be careful there then I think. But at least until you're engaged, your boyfriend should not be your primary source of accountability. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. Because like Bethany said earlier, you want to be careful that the reason that you're the main reason you're not trying to cultivate all these things and do all these things is to please him. Mm -hmm. And if that's at the focus and he's like, oh, yeah, well, I want you to be more like this and I wish you were more like this or you really need to work on this. He'll say it a lot nicer than that. <laughs> but that's going to become this motivation where you're just striving to please him. Whereas if you're surrounding yourself with your friends or your family or your pastor or your mentors or whoever, they're going to be like, hey, I see this in you. I think this could be a growth area for you just in general and in the grand scheme of life. That's going to be way healthier than you putting all of that. Yes. On the guy you're dating. Yeah, I read a Desiring God article, actually. And I'll post the link on our Facebook if you want to go read the whole thing. But it was talking about the golden rule of dating. And I love this. It talks about the, the first rule is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. The golden rule of dating, though, it said was lean hard on the people who know you best, love you most, and will tell you when you're wrong. Love that. Which are parents, mentors, friends, pastors, like you were saying. Those are the people you should be leaning on, especially early on in dating. 
and we talk about it all the time. Don't date in a bubble. Don't date and we're going to talk, we're going to do an episode later just about that. But I think that's key right there is it's easy to fall into that and you want to, you know, he's a great guy and you really like him and you want to jump into all of that sharing and caring and all of that. But you've got to put boundaries in place, be smart with your heart and your emotions and don't do that too quickly. I think, I just think that's key. I totally agree. Okay. Well, I think we've kind of covered everything we had. Let's just kind of recap <laughs> yeah, what we're saying. It's a lot of is, information. It's a lot. This was a long episode, but I think it was good. Oh, for it's sure. It's a good thing for us to think about. It's a good thing for you guys to think about. And just remember, over everything else, are you cultivating qualities in yourself that the kind of guy you're looking for is looking for? Not because you want him to find you, but because you want to please the Lord. And if you're looking for someone else who is trying to please the Lord with their life, then you need to be as well. Yeah, I think that's the question you just need to keep asking yourself is, are you the person you're looking for is looking for? And at the end of the day, we're all, if we are prioritizing our relationship with Christ, we want somebody who's going to do the same more than anything else. So if that's what you're looking for, that's what the guy you're looking for is going to be looking for too. How many times can I say looking for? (laughs) Just ask yourself that question. Make a point to start thinking through that. Look through your list. Look through, think through these characteristics that we've talked about today and really start to have conversations with your friends or your mentors or whoever and ask them, okay, where do you see places where I could grow and mature and then begin pursuing that? Yep. I think that's great. Okay. Well, that's all we have. (laughs) She said sarcastically. (laughs) Thanks for hanging in there, guys. We really went for it today. Yeah. But I really like this episode. I, I do think. too. I think it was good. Not because that I think it was arrogant. good. I sound you know so I mean? conceited. I, I know. think that was fantastic. I think it was awesome. No, I <laughs> wish I remember reading the, about this concept the first time a few years ago, and I was like, "Gosh, I wish I had heard this sooner." Yep. So we just want to talk through this with you guys and hope it's helpful as you're trying to grow and mature in your own faith and walk with the Lord. Yep. Because that's ultimately what it's all about. Exactly. So yeah. All we have left to say is check back next week for another episode. There'll be a couch cast in between, I'm sure. Yes. And then, too, if you want to hop on our website, shameless plug. Shameless plug. Go sign up for our emails. Uh, we've got cool stuff coming out that you don't want to miss, and it will be to your advantage to be on the early email list. So, lookingforthemiddle.com. There's a button right on the homepage. Sign up. We would love to chat. Wink, wink. It'll come in handy later. Yes, it will. So, until then, though. I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle.